in Isaiah 56, beginning in 33. Let no foreigner who has bound himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely exclude me from his people and let not any eunuch complain. I am only a dry tree, but this is what the Lord says to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant. To them, I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will not be cut off. And foreigners, that's us, who bind themselves to the Lord to serve him, to love the name of the Lord and to worship him. Oh, keep the Sabbath without desecrating it. Who hold fast to my covenant. These I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. And in 49:16, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. We are ever before him. And the Holocaust survivors, those of the Shoah, they are ever before him. There was a catastrophe that took many lives and took many lives today, even though they're alive. Please, we must stand with Israel in a strong manner and encourage the others around us. And our nations tell the people, we must stand for the 6 million and more who have been ripped from our lives. Please, I ask you to join us and stand with us for Yom HaShoah. I'm going to ask Brett and then John to pray. Did you light the candles already? Yeah. Okay, uh, is there a way to lift it up we could see? Uh, oh. Can you see? There we go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord, thank okay. you, Lord, for this remembrance. Lord God, Father, Father of all nations, but Lord, you have chosen a people to be your own. What is it that the world hates them and hates them until today? Lord, we want to bring before you, before your throne, the Jewish people who suffer until today, who has, have lost everything, who don't even have memories of their parents, of their little brother. Lord God, they don't even have a picture. And Lord, you see it and you cry with us and cry with them. Lord, we thank you that you love them so much. Lord, we pray that you will put your hands on each one of them and that you comfort where nobody else can comfort them and reach them. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you that it is the desire of your heart to draw all men and in particular your own people close to you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes. Amen. Father, we thank you for your everlasting love. Your love has no beginning and your love has no end. We thank you for your love for your precious people. And we ask, Lord, <clears throat> that 
as the survivors that we have spent time with have they, as they have asked, please don't forget us, Lord. Let them not be forgotten. And Lord, bring them comfort and send your laborers among that harvest field of those who have suffered so much pain and sorrow and grief and hardships through their life. We pray that you would send your laborers among that harvest to bring light and love and comfort and encouragement that they would come into the presence of the Lord in their lives while they are yet living. Father, these, when we have walked on the grounds of Auschwitz on what we thought was soil, but it was ashes. We were standing on top of millions of precious individuals. And we know that when they perish, Lord, they probably were thinking that no one will ever remember us or what has happened, but we do remember. And we pray that you would revive among the nations the idea to remember what has happened, the sacrifice of so many. Lord, that we would learn the lessons by remembering them. We would remember the lessons that we would not just make those words never again, but that we would learn the lesson that we cannot allow it to happen. And so we thank you, Father. Thank you for this day. And I thank you for each one who has attended this meeting. And I pray, Lord, that you would use each of us to bring to remembrance these precious people, those who perished and those who are yet living who survived. We thank you and praise you. You are the God of comfort. And Lord, use us as your comforters. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, what I'd like to do right now is Ezekiel 37 is the chapter that about the dry bones and it's the Lord's promise. He says, I'm going to bring them up from their graves and bring them to the land of Israel. And, and he says to, he says to us today to prophesy to the bones that these bones can live. The question was, can these bones live? And we all want to say together, yes, these bones can live. So I, I think it would be good if we could all unmute. Is that all right, Fred and, and Sue? We let's all unmute. Let's just prophesy to the bones that I said earlier that there's a wind blowing through the nation. There's a, there's a, just a, a new move of the spirit I believe God is wanting to release across the land and may he begin even today to breathe on those survivors who have no life of the spirit Lord so let's just un unmute and we can pray in the spirit you can use understanding Lord just thank you Lord these bones will live resurrection life Revelation. <laughs> 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 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Susan, I don't, uh, Susan Hagee, I don't, I lost you on the screen. Um, Fred and Sue, would you like to um, say anything before we transition? I know we're going to um, transition um, to uh, Rick Ridings is on the call, I believe, and we're going to um, just prepare the way now for the 50 hours, and but a continuation of releasing the Spirit of God <laughs> over Israel, hallelujah, into those dry places and into the bones, hallelujah, hallelujah. Susan Hagee, I don't know if you had anything else you want. John, and uh, I think she's on the next screen, Aaron, but she's, she's available if you want to okay. Well, Fred, did you want to say anything before we pursue? I, I don't, the, the only thing I kept hearing the entire time that everyone was praying is a new fire. Yes. experience the fire, but there's a new fire, and God is preparing to bring it to them. And the survivors are ready. They're ready to be baptized in the new fire. Yes. And I, I just wanted to add to that, Karen, that I can't, it's very hard for me to articulate this exactly, but I feel in my spirit that this year is different. There's something that the Lord is doing this year that is unique, whether it be because of the Ukrainian refugees, whether it be because COVID or at the end of the COVID shutdown with uh, new people coming in, there's a new, there is a new fresh wind. I just want to affirm yes. that we feel that right from here, from the U.S., we feel that towards Israel. Yes. Uh, and that there is a new hope and a new sense of anticipation of what the Lord is about to do. Amen. Amen. I would like to just share just very quickly also that just in confirmation of what you just said, Fred, I just, Tony Sparandeo, who many of you know from the Mayan congregation in the center of, of Israel, they are also receiving Ukrainian families. And he shared on another prayer call just yesterday or the day before that a family of nine, like three generations, all just came to the Lord. They were, and they were crying when they w received Bibles and then they were baptized last week and God is God is moving I believe that 
what took place today at our Beit Yedidia. It was a beginning of the Lord drawing these Ukrainians by his spirit, beginning to, Susan has uh, shared with us how it can take years before a Holocaust survivor is even willing to open the door to let them in. So today, one of these ladies, grandma, had just been totally traumatized by losing everything. Kay had come from Odessa and she's there also with um, her, I think her daughter and, and a grandchild. And, and she just kept saying, there's peace here. There's flowers. I've lost all my flowers in my flower garden. I had a rose garden and it's all destroyed now. And she was just, she couldn't even talk about it until today. And she said, and I see you planting flowers here. And so our uh, one, one of our staff, an Israeli who's in charge of our beautiful flowers all over the property, invited her to start planting flowers. And, and there's a zoo next door. And she said that they had a zoo near them in Odessa and now her she's with a handicapped child and it just God is going to do something and it, we believe that there there is going to be a revival even from these freshly traumatized people so Lord we thank you oh God <laughs> hallelujah we thank you that it is a new day oh God Lord we have just entered into the biblical new year oh God in Rosh Chodesh and we have another Rosh Chodesh on Sunday oh God and Lord so we thank you for the new thing that is happening oh God that you are uh, Lord that the fire of your spirit is moving in in the land, O oh God, to consume, O oh God, the, the, even the stones that would hinder, Lord. We thank you, O oh God, for this new move of God in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Uh, Karen, um, I just want to say that there's an anointing coming through on that keyboard right now. As you laid your hands on it, I, all I could hear is say, make way for the Lord. Expand our spirits, oh God, to embrace what you want to release. And you are desiring to wipe away the tears. That our hearts not be troubled in these days, but inspired by a new sound of hope. Yes. those who labor in pain shall see the redemption and the fruit of their labors. Do not lose heart. Make way. For I am going to do a new thing. And I am going to appear in ways that I have not, eyes have not yet seen. Thing is too small for me, says the Lord. So Lord, we just release the grave clothes off of us and receive a fresh anointing for a new mantle, yes, a new turbans. You promise in your word, God, that as we make way Zechariah 3, that you will remove the iniquity of the land in a day. That seems beyond comprehension, but 
Help us be a people prepared to make way. You were praying, I saw angels coming from heaven down to earth, and they had long veils, white veils of cross, and they went to the people. I think it was really meant for the Holocaust survivors, especially or for the Jewish people coming home or still suffering in their lands, that this veils of comfort to to dry the tears and to wrap them into this white cloth and linen cloth and to comfort them, to hide them, to shelter them and to give them a safety place to let them experience this grace and this loving kindness of the Lord, this healing power and um, the healing heart attitude of the Father and that this veil, because it's white, is at the same time opening the hearts and the eyes of the hearts and the first truth. And I thank you, Lord, that you are going to do this in this season now and that this is a season to hear, that this is a season for Isaiah 61 and that you are going to send out your angels in order to comfort and to heal in a very deep way and to open their eyes and to, to remove their veil from their eyes to, to see you, Yeshua. In these days, and these are the last days, I thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your compassion that, this, that there's a anointing of compassion and poured out and I pray this especially for the next coming days Lord. Amen Amen Karen, uh, Rick Ridings yes. here on the call <clears throat> would you like to just, just introduce him and turn things over to him for these last few minutes Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, welcome <laughs> to our Israel call. And we've asked Rick to, I don't see you, but there you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's just going to really give some vision for understanding what we're about to launch into. I'm actually, I have an hour, three hours from now, I'm going to, I have an hour in the 50 hours. So I'll be seeing you all again as well to just really, he's from Jerusalem as the founder with Patty of, of Sukkot Hallel and um, very much involved in the Isaiah 19 highway and understanding what is, what's going on with the night of power. So Rick, share with us. Okay. Thank you, Karen. Uh, I just actually got in on this whole time, but we were just having a time of worship and prayer in Sukkot Halal because our room overlooks the Temple Mount. It's the view out of our room is what's behind me. And one of the things I shared with them is that when we first came to Israel 22 years ago, I was saying, Lord, help me to understand better your heart for the Middle East and what this is all about. And I felt he shared with me he said, the bottom line of the spiritual battle in the Middle East is the spiritual battle for Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, it's the spiritual battle for the Temple Mount 
and on the Temple Mount is the spiritual battle for who will be worshipped there. And that I, I began to realize that I'm sure Carrie could bear this out and others that have been involved for years here, that ultimately it's not it's not about flesh and blood. We're not fighting flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers of darkness. And what they are, it's not just traditional issues of this border or that war or that war. It, it's the battle for God's holy city, for God's holy mountain, and for who will be worshipped. Will a false God be worshipped there or will true and the living God be worshipped there? And praise God, we know the answer to that. <laughs> it will be the true and the living God who will be worshipped on his holy hill. He said in Psalm 2, I have appointed my king. But he didn't stop there just saying, I've appointed my king, speaking of Jesus, of Yeshua as the Messiah. He said, I've appointed my king on my holy hill. So God has the right to choose not only the king, but also the, foot, the place of his throne. And he says in Ezekiel 43 of the Temple Mount, this is the footstool of my throne upon earth. Here will I dwell forever among the Israelites. So although it's clear we can worship now in spirit and truth everywhere in the world, even more so now through Zoom, <laughs> we're worshiping in spirit and truth together all over the world at the same time. But there's only one place where he is the footstool of his throne. Only one place where he will reign over the nations, and that is in Jerusalem. He is the king of Jerusalem, and that hill is his holy hill, and he will reign and he will be worshipped there and exalted forever after every principality power has lost their throne. So tonight, we have this, again, a convergence of things happening. The, the fact that we're at sundown today going into Holocaust Memorial Day and remembering Satan's efforts to kill the Jewish. Remember that the reason he wants to kill them is because of God's word. He does not want God's word to be fulfilled. He did not want the Jewish people to come back to this land. He, even Jesus, Yeshua said in Matthew 23 to Jerusalem, I would have gathered you as a mother hen or chicks. And then he said, but I will not come back to you until you say, and he was speaking to the Jewish city of Jerusalem, until you say, Baruch HaBab until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So we praise God. There is a, a rapid growth of the number of Jewish people in Jerusalem who know Yeshua and who are saying Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai. So we believe, uh, as it goes into what the Muslims call tonight the night of power, that it's very important that we proclaim over his holy hill that it is his hill. It is not the power of uh, a demonic power that will should be shown tonight. It's the power of the true and the living God. And uh, this last few days, there's been a conference in Christ Church with believers from all over the land and from all over the Middle East, worshiping the Lord in the old city. And I thought, how appropriate right now, <laughs> the convergence of Ramadan and Passover and now Holocaust Memorial Day, so many things all at the same time. The Orthodox were celebrating Sunday, their, their celebration of the resurrection. And it, it just so many spiritual things whirling around in this city. But Lord, we declare today 
in that you, Lord Jesus, you, Yeshua, are Messiah and Lord. <laughs> we declare that you are the King of Jerusalem. We declare that you're the King of the mountain. You're the King of your holy hill. It does not belong to a false moon god from Saudi Arabia or to any other god. It belongs to you, the true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It belongs to you, Lord Jesus, who is the only begotten Son of God. And we thank you that you so love the world. Individual groups, nations, tribes, ethnic groups, you love everyone so much. And you want them all, you want them all to see who you are and to know your salvation. So we pray, Lord, for Holocaust survivors, as it goes into Holocaust Survival Day to this at sundown, that it will be a, a time of revelation of how much you were with them, how every tear is in your bottle, how you gave a drop of blood for every tear drop that they ever shed in their, their times of suffering, and how very much you love them. We thank you for Holocaust survivors here who have given amazing testimonies of, of, of how they suddenly realized you were with them and you loved them and you were what they needed. You were the one who could heal their hearts. You were the one. And we thank you, Lord, for the testimonies of Muslims that have had dreams, visions, encounters. And so we believe you during this night where many Muslims will be awake through the night hoping for some kind of revelation, that they will have the revelation of Yeshua, the revelation of Jesus, and that you will be exalted as king over your holy hill. We exalt you, O Lord. We exalt you, O Lord. Karen, could we maybe just sing that together? I exalt thee. And let's sing it over the Temple Mount. Let's sing it over the Holocaust survivors. Let's sing it over the mighty peoples of the earth as they wait that they might have power hoping to have some kind of, of uh, knowledge of God, that they would have the knowledge of Jesus, Yeshua tonight. Oh! 